Welcome to the Pinelander Podcast, the official podcast of Pineland, broadcasting to you from an undisclosed location deep inside Pineland, where we discuss faith, family, finances, firearms, freedom, food, and everything else in between with those who believe in living free and living out the values that made this country free. Welcome to the Pinelander Podcast. My name is Paul LaFaver. I'm here with my ranger buddy, Mike Blackburn. And today is Friday, the 22nd of July, 2022. Uh, This is a podcast for America's warriors. And uh, as you know, uh, if if you didn't know, we like to talk about events that are really important to the family. Uh, And so we love um, and support uh, God's idea of the family, the nuclear family. Um, and, and so we have uh, back on to podcast for a second time, Rodney, Rodney McDaniel. Uh, we're pleased to have him. Uh, he's going to be talking about that and some other things, but I think this will be very exciting. This will be also uh, maybe a way to kind of take stock of ourselves and uh, maybe plot a way forward so that we can uh, maybe do a better job as fathers. Rodney, what are we talking about today? Hey guys, great to be back. Great to be back. Thank you for inviting me back to the uh, to the base camp. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, hey, a lot going on since uh, since last we spoke, and um, now I appreciate you guys once again. I appreciate you inviting me back. I just had a real burden, um, you know, since the last conversation that we've had, you know, talking about fatherhood and um, you know all the things that you know in society that that really are indicators <clears throat> of. Um, you know, of a hole or a gap that, you know, that may need to be filled. And I've just really, uh, really been, you know, really been on my heart and on my mind uh, since, the, since the last time we spoke. So, yeah, so I figured maybe, you know, if we could kind of expand or continue that conversation, I think it would be, um, be great for us, be great for the listeners and, um, you know, try to figure out a pathway to, to what's next. Yeah, there's, there's certainly um, a void out there. And, you know, for me, you know, I, I was I was raised by a single mother. Um, same, Mike. Exact same. Yeah. Uh, so to me, this is kind of like a big issue, anyway. And and uh, for those out there that uh, were also uh, reared by single um, women, um, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, it is a difficult job parenting with two. Um, <laughs> energetic parents okay when when you all of a sudden uh take on parenting as a single parent uh that's that's very hard because you're also the breadwinner and you're taking care of all the other issues i mean you're you're basically having to be both sexes okay Mm -hmm. and provide what each sex provides those children and uh, i could see my mother struggling um a lot okay and if it wasn't for real uh male role models in my life um, I, 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 I mean, I'd probably be in jail right now. I mean, I'm just going to tell you that I had a lot of strong, uh, male role, uh, male uh, role models in my life. Uh, to this day, I think about them every single day. Uh, Bud Lane, if you're out there, of course, you know, he passed away, but, uh, Bud Lane, you have no idea what kind of a difference you made in my life. I just want to say thank you wherever you are right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, yeah, we need to talk about this because what I see in society 
is a lot of young men uh, like me, raised by single women that didn't have a bud lane, that don't have a bud lane in their life. You, you know, Mike, I'm glad you mentioned that because that was one of the things I really wish to, uh, you know, really failed to <clears throat> say previously when we spoke, and that is, you know, I want to, I want to give, I want to give big props to my mom for, you know, for what she did and the, and the, the influences she had in my life, and you know, she, she absolutely. Absolutely, you know, did the best that she could, which was a fantastic job, by the way, and and really, you know, kept the train on the tracks is the way I would say that. So, you know, I I should give her a lot of credit for for the man I became, and the father that I, that I was able to be, you know, to my kids, uh, and my wife and I both came from from single parent families, so we beat the odds. I mean, we've been we we celebrated our thirty uh, third wedding anniversary recently. Um, the month of July is our birthing month. Both our kids were, were born in the month of July. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, big, big hats off to, to moms. You know, and, and talking about fatherhood, you know, this is, this is something that's just, you're talking about the single, the single family, um, the single parent family. So which country leads the, leads the world in, in, um, in single, you know, single parent families? <laughs> Absolutely. Out of 245 nations. Yeah, yeah. it's us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, and uh, Rodney, I had some stats on that, too. I want to just share that with you guys. Uh, I know from uh, the 1960s and 1990s, the percentage of children living apart from their biological father was 36%. And mm. it had been 17% in the 50s. Uh, and today, it's estimated that half of all American children live without their fathers. Half. So 17% from the 50s, 36% after, you know, the crazy 60s and all that stuff. That was, yeah, and then now, you know, uh, it's half. Uh, and so that, that's the question is what effect has that had? Uh, so here it is. So, you know, so here's some stats for you. So 85% of all behavioral disorders are from fatherless homes. Mm. 70% of, of all in recovery, addiction recovery teens, 70% mm. Addiction recovery teens, fatherless homes. 75% of all rapes are committed by men from a fatherless home. 90% of all homeless and runaways are from a fatherless home. A, a person that grows up in a fatherless home is five times more likely to live in poverty. 70% of all high school dropouts are from fatherless homes. And 65% of teen suicides are from, come from homes where there is no father. Right. Uh, now, I mean, we've, I, I don't want to, you know, use this so much, but it has of late, we've seen a lot of this high profile, uh, you know, attacks, you know, mass shootings. And we had that, uh, the young man, 22 year old in, uh, you know, Illinois, on the 4th of July, schwacking people. Uh, case in point, this guy fit the T uh, and had a lot of other blocks that he checked. But the big block he checked is no biological father reeling him in, giving him pointers, life lessons. Here's the left and right limit of your life. None of those things. Mm. Yeah. And it's uh, and so we have, uh, what do we have? We have, I mean, you said it, uh, pandemonium. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, uh, manners. Well, no I mean, just look at yeah, just lack of respect for authority. Uh, yeah. Lack of uh, good work ethic. Uh, things that just drive me nuts, I'll be honest, yeah. is people just don't have the work ethic that when I was that age, I was like, hey, you know, you, 
you said sir and you replied and when you go through the drive through they don't just say yeah sorry <laughs> maybe that's here <laughs> maybe that's just yeah. here where we're at i don't know but but yeah it, 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 that's my whole point is look at the tremendous impact and the world says our culture says fathers don't matter we used to have father knows best and now the father yeah. is just some other kid that they laugh at right but that that is the uh, key uh, integral part of the of the nuclear family is a father, and uh, and is it any wonder the you know the trouble we're in? Just to kind of yeah, complicate you know, the obvious. Yeah, Paul. You know that's a, that's a good. Uh, so this is a, a good talking point. Um, a couple of years ago, a, a good buddy of mine who happens to be a, a local pastor, uh, we we grew up together. We you know, did a lot of wild things together as teenagers. Um, you know, I, I went into the military, obviously. He, he went into uh, to seminary and we were having a conversation. Uh, just so happens my dad, uh, who left when, when I was probably seven years old, left, left us when, when I was seven. Um, and his dad knew one another very well. I mean, they were, they were drinking buddies. They were pool hall buddies. So, you know, the presence of a dad obviously is, is real important. But one of the things that we were talking about, and I thought was 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 so uh, dynamic, was he said, you know, Rodney, he said, your dad was your dad was absent and not there. My dad was present, but absent. Mm. So so I think there's you know there's there's also you know there's the absentee father, the guy the guy who you know who who runs away, and then there's the guy who's there presently physically, but but it, it but has checked out yeah and so our in our conversation here we were talking about which is worse you know is it is it worse to have a father who's physically there but absolutely checked out and ignoring kids you know ignoring their kids and has no is didn't participate in whatsoever you know, he's a he's a businessman fisherman hunting guy who also has a family yeah. <laughs> you know it's kind of like that's like his part-time gig you know when i have to i will kind of kind of situation so I, I think it's i think it's important to acknowledge that too is that you know even even in some some families you know the, the dad may be present physically yeah. but may be absent yeah absent mentally yeah it's more than just showing up i mean uh you, yeah, you right. gotta you yeah. know it's like you know it takes more than uh you know uh you know biological uh you know uh accoutrements yeah, to we be, sure. uh, be a father. You have to show up, you, and more than just showing up, you have to care. You have to, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, it's just like when we were, we, you know, we've all served in, in the military, and um, when we're young, um, we're always looking at our leader, uh, our leadership, and there's things that we like, and there's things that we don't like, and as we progress, you know, we try to emulate uh, those aspects that we really liked in our leaders. And, I, and, and of course, the same thing is true uh, as men, as young boys. You know, we're primarily looking at our father for how to handle situations. And, and, and when, when, things came, you know, when things came up, you know, how did he handle it? You know, um, did he get mad? Did he get angry? Was he, was he cool under pressure? Uh, uh, how did he handle this in, instance and that instance? I mean, we, have, we, we emulate behavior that we see. So, um, that's the really challenge too, is for a lot of these young dads. I think, uh, especially you know, 
myself, uh, not having, you know, growing up without, I mean, I had a male role models, obviously, but I didn't have a father figure. So a lot of it, I had to really, uh, it was a lot like the military, really. I was emulating what I considered good male examples, good male role models. And, and, um, and that was important uh, for me, uh, and it still is. I still try to oh. think about how uh, so-and-so would have handled something, whether it be a football coach, a teacher, a neighbor, whatever. Um, but father- Mike, Mike, for me, yeah, for me, it was life-changing. I mean, that, that was, you know, you know, going into the military changed my life. I mean, you know, I, I think I would either be in jail or, or dead by now if, if it hadn't have been for – you know, for men who, who, that who gave me a good, yeah, yeah. that structure. Yeah. yeah. It gave me a good example. You're right um, and wrong. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, accountability, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So. Hey, if I could uh, nuance our uh, talking points here, uh, I think that one thing that's uh, uh, negatively has been, you know, the, I guess the poison in this cauldron we're talking about, this big problem is uh, just the attack on biblical, or you know, just the attack on masculinity. Mm. Just an attack on that, a sustained attack. Uh, and, and you know, if you go back and remember, and uh, you know, probably the I don't know, '80s and '90s when you, when I was like I was saying, where father knows best is kind of phased out for the father who is funny and is not really you know, the guy that has the answer anymore. He's not the leave it to beaver, leave it to beaver's dad. I think there's, I think there's clearly, I mean, I think you have to recognize the fact that there's clearly an assault on fathers. I think there's clearly an assault on the family, on the traditional family. Um, I mean, almost every ad that you see today almost, you know, shows dad as a buffoon. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of the, the sitcoms are that way. Um, so there's, there's certainly an assault on it. That doesn't, you know, I still think, you know, you have to rise to the challenge, recognize it for what it is, but you do have some competing messaging going on, don't you, don't you, Rodney? Yeah, you know, that, that brings up a really good point. You know, what's, what's taught versus what is called. Hmm. And the, you know, the influence that, that, you know, young men and women, but in this particular context of this conversation, particularly young men are, you know, are, are not seeing good role models, you know, they're not catching that either in, in public, you know, uh, public situations and definitely not on uh, mainstream media, social media, like you said, sitcoms. I mean, it's almost like dads are made fun of, you know, it's, a, it's, it's the, the running joke, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's sad, but true. Yes. Well, it's so, funny, yeah. you know, uh, Paul and I went to a uh, Jordan Peterson uh, event uh, here not too long ago uh, but when you when you talk to Jordan or when you listen to Jordan Peterson, um, one of the things that you know amazed him was the fact that it was young men that really um, were interested in his videos or or, or the YouTube uh, videos that he would have and his events. It was it was just full of young men, and, and he's he, been criticized for it. Well, yeah. he didn't realize though. I mean, he he honestly didn't realize. But what he had done is he had he had he was filling a void. That was there. The young men yeah. needed oh. to hear what he was saying because yeah. they weren't hearing it anywhere yeah, else. He wasn't catering specifically to males, no. uh, but that was the guy. The guys they, res- they he resonated with them. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, and, and absolutely, uh, yeah. He fills a void. 
Uh, yeah, just the. I think it's important that we we note that that we're under attack. Yeah. Uh, masculinity is under attack. Uh, being a father is under attack. At least the biblical explanation of being a father and being a, a male uh, is under attack. Yeah. It's a it's a demonic attack. I think that's important to say that because yeah, we can't put demons under our microscope. And scientists, you know, at least worldly scientists, laugh at him. But but it's true. We need to recognize yeah. that, that and, and and fighting you know, listen, we're not whining about it, okay? Yeah. Uh, but it's just important to understand yeah. what is, is. We're at war. Yeah, it is. You want to be a real dad? You're gonna you have to fight for it. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. The whole world's against you. It's, no one's gonna you, hand it to you. You got, as they say, the world, the flesh, and the devil are working against you uh, to prevent you from you know uh, living the best you can to yeah. be a father. And it's that, okay. Yeah. Bring it on. I mean. Yeah. Uh, well, and you know, in this electronic age, I mean, it's, it, it, I think, you know, from my vantage point, it, it appears to be getting tougher and tougher because there's so many things, you know, coming at our kids and, um, you know, the, the society is shifting, you know, the kind of the way we talk about things. And, you know, one of the, one of the terms that just drives me crazy is, crazy is biological male. It's like, uh, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm not going to go there. I mean, yeah. you're, you know, just, I'm just not. So, but, you know, kids are, are getting fed this stuff, you know, constantly and it's, and they're getting beat up, yeah. um, you know, comparing themselves, their insides to somebody else's outsides. And you know what, really guys, I think at the end of the day, you know, they just need somebody to believe in them and encourage them. And I think that's a, that's a big part of it is just somebody to lift them up to, to lead them, you know, leading, caring, training, maintaining. Right. So that's a, that's a old military principle. Uh, but that's really what they need is, yeah. you know, leading, caring, training, maintaining. And, you know, that whole mic that you were talking about earlier, you know, how do you, you know, you were talking about with Jordan Peterson. How, so how do we fill that hole? You know, what is the, what's the answer to, to bridging that gap or putting a bridge over this, this obstacle so that young men can enter into, you know, enter into the kingdom, enter into to manhood the... in a way that's, the biggest, you know what I'm I absolutely do it. And I've thought about this and I, and Paul, please, you know, weigh in as well. But my, in my opinion, the, the, the real problem that I see is compromise. And I think you have to be as a man. I think the biggest thing you're looking for as a youth looking at a man is, 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 is he compromised? Is he, you know, he should just be, when you go and ask him a question, he's got an answer. I mean, he understands right and wrong in almost every situation. You could go up to him and say, uh, excuse me, sir, uh, this is my situation. Uh, what's the right thing to do here? And he, it's, it's, he doesn't even have to think about it. He, he's, he's, it's, it's, it's uncompromising. He knows what is right and wrong. Yeah. And there's things that he, doesn't, he does not bend on. Yeah. And I think that's what I've always looked for in a strong male role model. When I was growing up. Yeah, absolutely. I have, uh, it, it may sound like a broken record. I think I've said this a few times before, but it's, it's worth saying again, it's chivalry. Yeah. And, and you know, the expression is chivalry is not dead. It shouldn't be. It's, it's working on it. Uh, but <laughs> chivalry is uh, strength and gentleness. Yeah. It's strength mm. and gentleness. So it's like, yeah, I can stomp somebody into, uh, down in the ground but can, I can also scoop up an infant and, and handle it with care, like like <laughs> eggs, 
you know, and I can turn it back on and turn it back off, open up a door for a lady. And then I can, you know, if I had to make someone's head a calzone, if the, you know, the situation presented itself. And that's the idea. That's what a night was, you know, the night that we thought of. And that also should be a father should be somebody like that too, is gentle with his children and his wife. And, you know, but then, you know, he can defend his family uh, and, you know, to the death. uh, And he's ready to do that. Yeah. So there's, there's certain, I, I, I I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think there's two aspects. I mean, you don't want to be that dude that's just always, you know, kicking tail completely out of control, freaking wild man. I mean, that's not, there's nothing manly about that. And the other point, that's a, that's a, uh, that is a true toxic man. That's the, the, you know, I hate the term, but yeah, Yeah. that would be a good example of toxic masculinity. Terrible expression. But the other flip of that is what, what I think we see a lot more of than toxic masculinity is the soft guy, you know, the dude that just, you know, he just goes for everything. He just doesn't want to, he doesn't want to entertain anybody. And, you know, he's just so gentle and, you know, please don't put guns around because it terrifies them. And, and, and if there's a problem, just call 911 because they, they should take care of it. And, yeah. and that's not a man, okay? Yeah. And that's yeah. what you see a lot of that guy, you know, today. So can we get, can we get both sides here? I mean, that's what yeah. we need to get. We need to get the warrior I think Jordan Peterson said that real men are dangerous. He's yeah. absolutely correct. Or he should be a monster. Yeah, be real, a monster. Real men are monsters. Real yeah. men are dangerous. Yeah. Okay, they yeah. can, they can, they're gentle. They can hold the baby. Uh, you know, they can they can comfort somebody in need. But if you cross them, it's yeah. going to be a bad day. Yeah, yeah. and that's so, uh, so. His comment. Yeah. His comment was: be a monster and learn how to control it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's you know having having that that courage, but knowing when to knowing when to, to press the button. You know, it's uh, I mean, this is a little bit of a tangent, but I've seen guys that can do that downrange, but they can't do it at oh, home. That's right. You know, they they will uh, they will die defending our country, but they won't spend a minute in prayer for their family. Mm. You know what I mean? They they won't you know, stand think- up for their family, but they'll. They'll die for their brothers in arms. It doesn't make any sense. I've seen it so many times. Perhaps you have too, but they should be the same guy. It should be. Yeah. It should be the same guy at home, same guy at work. And, uh, you know, obviously there is a little bit of locker room banter. I got it, but but because uh, we need that camaraderie with the guys, like, a, you know, a men's Bible study type of thing. But the idea is, uh, yeah, they, so many guys are like that. They uh, they should be, and, and that's one of the issues is they're not, they're not. Their children aren't seeing that. Even the guy, the warriors are. Their children aren't seeing that. I don't know if you've, you know, realized that or seen that there, Rodney. No, a hundred percent. You know, it's it's um. It's 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 interesting, just you know, to be to be in 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 a public situation, a public scenario, and to see how you know. I'm I'm one of those guys that I don't want to say my head's always on a swivel, but. You know, I'm always observing and watching and cognizant of, you know, the things that are going on around me. And sometimes, you know, you witness things like like what you guys were talking about is, you know, you, you got this guy who's it's, it's not that he's de-escalating the situation. It's that he's running from the situation. It's, you know, some I mean, sometimes I think there's a there's a time and a place that you need to you need to stand up and you need to be a man. You know, when you've got you know three young teenage boys with gang colors, um, you know. 
whatever, fill in the blanks. They're lost. They're, they, they, need, they need guidance. They didn't get it. They are where they are. But, you know, they're, they're catcalling to your daughter and, you know, 13-year-old, whatever. You know, and, and so, yeah, I think, I think that we definitely, we, you know, there needs to be a step up. For yeah. sure, and I think you know men, men need to men need to be comfortable to be men again. Wow. But you know, here's the yeah. question, guys. I mean, how, how do we how do we how do you get there? So, you know, so we see this we see this um, this gap that you know obviously that I think everybody would agree there's a you know there's a gap there. How do you fill that gap? I mean, what is it? What is what does that entail, and what does that look like? What's what's step one? Maybe might be a, a question. Well, you're not going to get in the public schools, and well, you're not going to hear this from yeah. the government. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, and I think that's, I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, policy type uh, changes that we can make in this country. Um, obviously, um, we don't need government being dad. Um, government government's been doing that now for yeah, two. I don't long. know what fifty years or whatever. Um, that experiment, I think anybody uh, would have to admit, is a complete failure. Okay, yeah. uh, government doesn't make a very good dad. Uh, so we need to quit. I, th- I mean, I understand the women's lib thing, and I got it. I mean, they feel empowered, but are you? I think you're being sold a, a, a bad set of goods. Um, My you, goodness, what? Yeah, what what woman would want to stoop to the level to become a man? Well, it's it's, it's <laughs> just, listen, just joking. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. It, it, listen, there's a lot of these women that have you know it, you don't need a man. You know, you, you can get a welfare check, right. you can get this, you can get that. Listen, government will take care of you. The government will be the man of the house. Uh, yeah. Is that really uh, doing them any good? Uh, you know, Mike, it's funny you should mention that because in 1965. Uh, uh, we, we, you know, we don't remember this happening, but we can see the effects of it. Lyndon Johnson rolled out a program that's called the Great Society. And it, and it you know, and, and listen, there were some good things that came from from that policy. There, there really were. But one of the one of the things that that was the underlying des- destructive mechanism of that is in the Great Society, you could receive a wealth. I'm going to say a welfare check. But you had to you had to be unmarried. There couldn't be a father in the house. Mm. So going going Mike going to what you were saying, which is, you know, the government's the government's track record with you know, uh, fathering our our children. I mean, that's pretty much where it started. Was yeah. was about the the mid nineteen early to mid nineteen sixties is, you know, things were shifting and and with. You know, with that particular, those particular policies, once again, some of which were, were good policies and I think, um, you know, had, had some merit. But but one of the one of the things about like, the, you know, the welfare situation and um, you know, public assistance is if there was if it was a fatherless home, you got more. Mm. Yeah, incentives. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. They, they have incentivized, you know, yeah. out of wedlock pregnancy. Yeah, I think I think what we need is an old-fashioned agogi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I mean, like I was saying, so other than I think that I think some policy changes, um, and I'm not saying that we we stop feeding, uh, you know, kids that need to eat and don't have a father in the house. Okay, I'm not I'm not saying that at all. 
But I think I think that all needs to be at the state level. Uh, certainly, um, for anybody who's got familiarity with the Constitution, there, there, you know that was never delegated to the federal level. Okay, uh, that can stay at the community level where it's a lot more. Uh, uh, there's a lot a lot better good. Okay, um, you know when you start getting up to the federal level, all you're doing is just paying a whole bunch of people in the swamp to you know. They're going to take a, you know, listen, if your neighbor needs a sandwich, you don't need to send, you don't need to ask uh, Washington, D.C. To, to, to bring the bologna and the bread, okay? You can just walk next door and have the dude a sandwich, all right? Um, we, we're trying to do way too much silly crap up in, up in D.C., and it's not doing anything for us. So besides the yeah. policy, besides the policy stuff, um, we really need to um, do some things at the local level. And, and, and you were talking about the agogi. So... First of all, what, what is, you know, some people not familiar with that. What is that? What is that, Rodney? So, so the agogi, the, the, the famous agogi was basically was what, um, what the Spartans would do. So they're kids um, in Sparta uh, at about six or seven years old, they would enter into what would be called or referred to as an agogi, which is a training. Uh, I think, I'm not sure exactly. I think it's a leading is the um, is the definition of a gogi. So the meaning is a leading. So it was basically a you know 10 to 15 year process where parents would would basically you know their kids would go to the sagogi and they would learn everything. I mean they were completely they would move completely out of um, out of the home. They would be part of this you know this this culture of uh, empower training a young man to become a man or to become ultimately a Spartan. And so it was, I mean, but it was everything. I mean, it was, it was academic. It was, um, you know, learning how to fight, learning how to write, learning how to read, sing. It, it, um, it encompassed logic, rhetoric, philosophy. I mean, just all kinds of things. So as this young man became an adolescent, you know, he's, he's growing continuously. And um, and then eventually he would, quote unquote, graduate uh, from the agogi at about the age of, say, 20 to early 20s. And then he would move from one class to the next. But it was known that, you know, that all those young men, they had strength, courage, aptitude, endurance. They were refined. They were ready for, you know, ready for manhood, so to speak. Spartan citizenship as a man. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So the Greeks, the Greeks got something right. Yeah, so <laughs> in we, my opinion, yeah. So yeah. it's time, it's time in our country for an American agogi. Yeah. You know, I'm, I think about that often, and um, and, and I know you, you and I have talked about this, Mike, over lunch before. Um, you know, the, just the heart that that I think that all three of us have for for young men, and and the fact that there is a there is a uh, gap that needs to be bridged. And, you know, what would that look like? I mean, I would, I would love to see, you know, something, something here in this, in this climate, in this culture that, that basically would, would minister, I'm going to use the word minister, minister to those young men that where, where there is, where there, you know, there is a gap or, you know, like we were talking about in the beginning, you know, these, these fatherless homes where there's young men that, have no example they have nobody to imitate or emulate and and they're lost i mean they're they're truly lost you know trying to figure out who they are 
you know, who am I? And and what you know and what is what is a man what does a man look like? So, and, and today yeah. with uh, the internet and social media, um, the message that a lot of these young uh, boys are getting is got nothing to do with the types of things that were being taught in ancient Sparta. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, purple but, hair, ponytails. Um, you know, dressing up like a like an animal and using a kitty litter box. Um, I mean, just just craziness. Yeah. Hey, I want to jump in there too. Something I wanted to piggyback on earlier is uh, one of the most um, one of the more important lessons I learned as a father, uh, and I have two grown daughters, and I'm a grandfather. Is uh, that you set uh, one of the things you do is you set the climate in the home. You know, the spiritual climate the emotional climate, you're, you're the thermostat in the home. Mm. That's one of the things you do. So if you are you know, out of your mind, that family is going to lose it. I know. You know if you come <laughs> home and you've had a bad day yeah. and you keep that bad day and it leaves, the bad day doesn't stay in the truck, then the family is going to suffer. You know, and then, then you know, the wife yells at the kids and the kids kick the dog, that type of thing. Yeah. Everything goes downhill. So uh, that's one thing is, you know, knowing that, right? And, you know, God gave us broader shoulders to carry this weight. It's okay. He, he did that for a reason. And then the other mm-hmm. one is uh, when it comes to masculinity, biblical masculinity, being a real man, right, being the gender of maleness, okay, one of those things is you – uh, biblical masculinity expresses itself not in a demand to be served, uh, but uh, the well, as a servant. I mean, you're, the it's right? it's not the demand to be served, but the the willingness to to serve others, to, yeah. the willingness and humility to say, okay, you're not. Of course, you could say to you, your kids, you know, you're not going to talk to your your mom like that, and you're going to take care of that. But then there's also the sense that. Uh, even if it's not appreciated, you're still doing it. Even when it's not appreciated, and uh, and I think that it says a lot these days is the world and our culture does not appreciate a real man and a father that has biblical masculinity, and they're just gonna, you know, trash talk that. And uh, but you know that's what we're called to do, and you know we will see the you know the dividends of that. You'll see it. I think you brought up a, a real important point that I have to constantly remind myself of as well, which is, you know, I'm not in it for the praise. Yeah. And uh, and there's hard, you know, it's, it's hard. You know, there's a lot of there's like tough things, and sometimes you don't feel appreciated, and that's okay. You know, yeah. um, you know, you have a role and, and a responsibility in your own family, and uh, you know, there's not going to be somebody blowing you up or, or praising you. Or, or making you you feel great every day. I mean, just get after what you got to do, right? Yeah, just I mean the idea. Just chime in here too, Rodney. I don't want to cut you off, but uh, you're, I mean you're the you're the guest here on the show. So, uh, but uh, the idea is uh, the reason your motivation for doing it is not praise. Right. It's you're protecting your family, you're providing for your family. You know, you're doing everything you can because you were given that family. If you know a man who finds a wife, uh, finds favor, uh, and is blessed. 
right? He receives favor from the Lord. And if he's doubly blessed, he has children, right? And uh, so I mean, that's really just the whole point is uh, the reward yeah, think, is itself is, is your serving. Yeah, I think so. Looking, you know, look, seeing it through a, a uh, clear, a clear lens, an untainted lens, so to speak, you know, children are a gift, not a burden. Yeah. So, so, you know, if, if, if there's any guys out there listening and you feel like your kids are a burden, brother, they're a gift, yeah. 110%. And so look at it as a gift, unwrap the yeah. gift, enjoy the gift. Um, and then, you know, the responsibilities that, that come along with that, um, hey, it's, it's huge and it's monumental, but it's so rewarding. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, Paul, I think I've heard you before say, like, there's three R's. Yeah, I was hoping um, that uh, somebody would mention that, uh, not so that I can jump up on the lectern here and start <laughs> preaching, but uh, so I did, just uh, caveat, just full disclosure, I did preach this on Father's Day, so this is fresh in my mind. Well, good for you. Uh, yeah. But on Father's Day, uh, I preached on uh, Psalm 78 uh, and verses, uh, uh, let's see, 4 and 5, and uh, but... In, in Psalm 78, and I'll read that to you. Uh, let's see if I can get here. Uh, 3 and 4, Psalm 78, verses 3 and 4. That which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us, we will not hide them from their children, telling to the, ne- to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has, he has done. And... Uh, so something I brought out in that is, just quickly, uh, three R's, uh, the role of fathers, the responsibility of fathers, and the reward of fathers. And uh, so the, the role was really in this, this verse, these two verses I just read, and that is uh, you're primarily the, uh, the chief instructor in the home. So, I mean, uh, these young men, these young women, they're going to uh, grow up uh, with godly values. Well, uh, if they don't have them, uh, it's because you didn't take the time to do it. It just really is. It's it. I mean, your wife, uh, she comes alongside you. She's your helpmate. Uh, she is, uh, she's, uh, God created the, the, the wife to be, uh, compatible to Adam. And so, uh, and so that she comes alongside and she's his helper. The two of them, they get the job done. Uh, but that's really the role. It's, it's, you can't abdicate that responsibility, that role, to anybody else. And look, I've already jumped into the other R there. But the second R is the responsibility. Is uh, You know, they say in the Army you can uh, delegate authority but never responsibility. And that's Amen. certainly true with being a father. Uh, you, uh, you're responsible. You know, and that, that begins with... Uh, even before conception, all those things. I mean, uh, all the way to the end. Uh, even as a grandfather, you know, I have my my grown daughters. I'm still a father, you know. And you know, it's awesome as they still honor me. I like that, uh, you know, because that doesn't stop either. You know, honoring your parents, your father and your mother. But uh, with the responsibilities, we nurture those children, we discipline those children, um, and you know, they, we can't just. Uh, slough that off to somebody else. So what that, that means is in the days of daycare, you know, in the days of school, uh, and, and look, this is tough for maybe a lot of guys listening with uh, your uh, lifestyle on the team, you know, your lifestyle in the Army, or whatever it is, you're a businessman. The idea is you got to make time. 
you have to make time. There's a, a study that's done that, you know, uh, I don't remember exactly what the, uh, the metrics, but most kids, they get like a couple of minutes with their dad. And then they spend hours in front of the TV, yep. you know? And so you only get a few minutes, make them count, you know, and then find time, you know, make time, make margin, you know, create more. And that's, that's another thing we, we do with our time is we just cram every, all these activities in one day. We don't make time for prayer or reading our Bible or our time with our wife or our kids. And we should have priorities that would probably reflect that, what I just said. You know, Paul, yeah. let me jump in there. Yeah, so so part of that, part of that is, you know, be a creative dad is what I would yeah. say. You know, make those memories, even yeah. if it's just, you know, making a, making a, uh, you know, a tent fort in the, in your living room with chairs and blankets or, or camp out in the backyard mm-hmm. or roast marshmallows, you know, because, because listen, the, the, a, a child finds love in time. Yeah. And, and you, you hit the, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, yeah. so spending time with your kids and for your kids to have memories. I mean, it's so we love to laugh and, and, and joke about some of the things that we did, you know, <clears throat> when, when our kids were young and, you know, they remember that stuff. I mean, that's, yeah. that is, it's life changing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, for sure. So be creative, be a creative dad. Awesome, yeah. man. And uh, so something that I, uh, this is all already starting to sound like a uh, sermon, but, uh, I also mention every uh, uh, Father's Day, I always use the same uh, uh, illustration. Nobody's called me on it yet, but I'm happy to say that. But uh, I always bring up Eli. You know, Eli was a, a judge of Israel. Uh, you know, you remember his tenure, uh, Samuel was called, you know, when the Lord called him in the tabernacle, and he said, here I am, you know. And he, the good thing Eli did was he said, hey, you know, go, go listen to what the Lord's going to tell you, but... One thing that Eli did bad uh, was his sons were flunkies. You know, Hopney and Phineas were, he allowed these guys to be priests, and then they slept with women in the tabernacle, and they were just wastes of space, just world-class flunkies. And he did not discipline his sons. He just, just I mean, he, didn't ch- he lightly chastened them, but he just let them go on, and they sinned against the Lord, they sinned against Israel. Eventually, they got hacked up in front of the Ark of the Covenant because they were using the Ark like a talisman like a lucky rabbit's foot. And, you know, God just had enough of them and took them away. And the whole point is, if you don't discipline your children, you can always just visit them later in the cemetery or mm. visit them later in prison. That's uh, true. So, I mean, it's, it's a, uh, and then, okay, so that's the downer. All right, it's a Debbie downer there. But, but the reward of being a father is amazing. The joy. Uh, and so uh, it goes there too is verse seven. Uh, we declared our children God's ways so that they may set their hope in God. That's Psalm 78, verse 7, and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. So we we teach our children God's ways so that they will set their hope in God, right? So they'll have, they will have faith. That's ultimately our goal as fathers is to lead them to Christ. That's what we want. And, uh, and so the reward is knowing that they're there knowing that they finally have faith. And then, uh, you know, I always like to mention this too, is we can't lead anyone anywhere that we've not already been ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I can't lead it someone, I can't lead it to a person I don't know. That's the whole idea. So I don't, uh, that's really the big thing about being a father is there's so many things that we do and we're responsible for it, but 
you know, the payout when your child comes to faith in Christ is incredible. And uh, it's worth all of the pain. It's worth, you know, and your, your labor is not in vain at that point. So you can celebrate, friend, when that <laughs> happens. So just you keep your hand on the plow and you just keep going because the reward is definitely worth it. Oh, totally, totally. You know, it's, it's, when, when, you see your, when you see your kids, you know, you see them go from diapers to, you know, being grown men and women. And once again, you know, both my kids are have birthdays in the month of July, and they'll be 26 and 31. Mm-hmm. And what's so, what's so satisfying and, and rewarding, to use, you know, the third R, is to see them acting out the things that you did and said and didn't realize they were getting it. Yeah, that's right. And, and it's just wonderful to watch. I mean, you know, you, you, you see them, you hear them say things or you, you know, you catch little phrases and you, you're like, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a me-ism. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the things I used to say. And it's just, yeah. so, you know, train up as a child, right? Yeah. Um, and, I always like that as, yeah, sorry. I always like that as a team sergeant. Or, uh, you know, when you, your guys start talking like you, I think that's a good sign. But more, yeah. moreover, when your kids yeah. are picking up the good stuff from you, that's yeah. great. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. Totally. A little return yeah. on investment there. Yes, there is. That's Absolutely. all worth it. But, uh, so, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. Yeah, so back to filling the gap. Let's, let's talk yeah. about that a little bit. Yeah, let's just touch on that. I mean, so – you know, one of the things I know, you know, the three of us have kind of talked about, you know, outside of um, you know, the broadcast, outside of the podcast is, you know, how do you bridge that gap? And one of the things, you know, one of the things I know to be true, and I know this based on personal experience. I mean, you know, having been in the military and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an Army Ranger as well, um, you know, drill instructor. So I know the name, explain, demonstrate, conduct practical work. I know how to do all that thing, all those things. There are a lot of guys like me and like you um, that are out there that have a special skill set and could, and could pass on this, you know, this knowledge, you know, these, these uh, beliefs, values, morals, and ethics to these young men who need it. And I think, you know, I know that's a burn in my heart. uh, And I hear, I hear you guys, it seems you have the, you have the, you know, the same burden uh, on you as well. And so, you know, thinking about how could, you know, thinking about a gogi, thinking about, you know, bridging that gap and how could, you know, there's so many men out here that, that do have, you know, do have time and do have um, skills, talents and abilities that they could pass on to a, to another generation to train up a, train up a, you know, a young man mm-hmm. to, you know, teach them some of those basic things, to teach them how to be a man, to, to spend time with them. And, and in doing so, you know, foster a relationship that, you know, that, that they can draw back on yeah, as, they, and, as and, they mature and come to age. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, and of course there's countless folks out there that are doing just that um, all across the country. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, what we, I think what we would like to do is really do everything that we can to at least highlight it, celebrate it, uh, uh, demonstrate it to everybody, uh, duplicate it, right? Um, you know, franchise it, whatever you want to, you know. There's a lot of great 
programs and great things that are happening out there. And I think one of the things that uh, that of course we we've, we've been talking about, and I think we're just, we're just gonna you know we're just gonna dive in and start doing it. But we really want to just uh, give this thing some energy. We want to give it some some cohesion. We want to let we want to let the right hand see what the left hand's doing and uh, and and help each other uh, in this in this uh, crusade, if you will, this this very worthy cause that that has come to time. It's it's time to do this. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, the one thing I would say is if, you know, if, if you're, if you're, if you're a man out there and you've got a special skill set and, um, you know, you feel a, a burden or a passion to, to pass some of that stuff on to a, you know, to a young man, I guarantee you there's somebody within, within your community that needs it. Uh, I don't think this is unique. It's not unique to any geographic area. I think it's throughout the country. And I think that there's a lot of kids out there that that really could use a male role model in their life. I mean, Paul, the statistics you gave earlier, I mean, my goodness, you know, one one out of two is is missing something in their life. And, you know, you know, bringing bringing a child along or or a small young man, um, you know, bringing him along into adulthood. I mean, man, there, there could be nothing, you know, nothing more satisfying and gratif- you know, more gratifying than, than that. Let me, um, let me ask you a question. And I think it, it, are the, are yeah. the churches doing enough in this arena? Is this really where the churches really ought to be putting more, more energy nationwide, worldwide? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think that's Absolutely. I think that's the challenge. I think that's the yeah. challenge. If you if you know if you're a congregant, right? If you're part of a congregation in some church, someplace, and your church isn't doesn't you know? I, mean, I know in Paul's church, you know, they got the Christian Rangers. You know, they got the the uh, daughters the of daughters of virtue, right? Um, and of course, they get together when there's you know appropriate. Um, I know Paul's church is doing this, and I think if, if you belong to a church and you're out there and, and you guys don't have some sort of youth program that's that's going beyond, if you will, your congregation, I mean, really trying to get out there and kind of uh, find those at-risk youth and bring them into that fold, um, I would challenge you that, that that's where your attention really needs to be, right? I mean, uh, the Messiah certainly was interested in children. Well, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many, so many verses of scripture that point back to, you know, ch- from childlike faith to, you know, to the little ones. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, God, God has a heart for, for children, hundred percent. So, you know, there's three things that we have as men, we have time, we have talent, we have treasure. And I think that, you know, we have all three of those to give and, you know, I know it's a it's a busy world out there, and you know, there's so much going on. But slow it down. That is what I would say. Just slow it down. You know, reach out, find a, you know, find somebody who needs encouragement, or who needs uh, direction, instruction, and and reach out. You know, get involved. And it can be it can be as much or as little as, you know, as as you can give, but um, but you can give something. And that's what I would say is, you know, give of your time first, give of your, your talent 
and then, you know, give of your treasure and try to figure out a way to make a, make a change, make a difference in, in young men's lives. Cause it's it, for sure. I mean, everything that we've talked about is, you know, points back to that there is a huge, a huge gap that needs to be bridged and we need to be, Hey, listen, as, as men, you know, we need to be obstacle removers. So we need to figure out a way to bridge that gap and yeah. to, and to make it, you know, make it easy for these young men to, to, um, you know, to come into to adulthood as a as a strong, confident, courageous, competent, uh, honest young man. Mm. You know, we all we all heard when we served in the military that uh, you know if you want to be high speed, master the basics. Is it time? Mm. Is it time for America to get small again to start mastering the basics, to get back to just family? your kids, you know, uh, don't worry about AI and electric cars and all the nonsense and, and what you have in the big house. Is, isn't it time just to really just return to the basics again and, and, and start engaging in those things that made this, this country the greatest country that ever graced the face of the earth? Yeah, and I have uh, – I wanted to just jump in there as we're kind of winding this thing down. Uh, one of my favorite quotes uh, from Thomas Paine, right? As you know, Thomas Paine wrote uh, Common Sense. Uh, he was instrumental in, uh, you know, gaining the, getting the dander up, uh, as they say, with the colonies and kind of, uh, you know, get our, get our thinking caps on and figure out where this whole thing was going. But anyway, he says, uh, I think this is appropriate. Uh, Those who expect to reap the blessings of freedom must, like men, undergo the fatigue of supporting it. And I think uh, I think that's appropriate. Uh, you know, the uh, we got to work hard. You know, if we don't work hard, then we'll just lose all our blessings. We'll lose all our freedom. And uh, this is our watch. Yeah. So it's time for us to you know uh, pony up. Uh, the guys that aren't you know woke and drinking lattes and having beards and skinny jeans and all those other weirdo things. <laughs> The beard is weird. Man. That other beard's kind of weird. I mean, I got a beard, but I do. I also drink lattes. But you know where I'm going here. Yeah, right. You hey, know, you got to get skinny jeans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no skinny jeans here. Uh, but uh, that's, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's yeah. the idea. Is uh, you know, this is our watch. You know, we got to care. Uh, in, you know what we, what we will, what we uh, can lose is everything if we just sit around and stick our heads in the sand. Uh, and no, absolutely, I think we're yeah. called and accountable, right? So yeah. I think that's the, that's the thing is that, yeah. um, you know, we got to, you know, I think it's, it's, it's way past time for, yeah. for folks to step up and, and let our voices be heard in a way that's, it you know, brings value. It's a value proposition. You know, you, you're planting the seed and you're nurturing, um, you know, that next generation to, to be a great generation to, yeah. so that they can reach their full potential. Yeah. Yeah, it can be better than ours. Think, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Right on. Well, Rodney, thanks for uh, coming on the podcast again, my friend. Uh, you know, you're, you've been throwing some gems our way. Uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of experience you have, and I'm, I'm happy that you've been sharing it. Uh, so guys out there also, uh, maybe it would be good also just, uh, Rodney, for you to, uh, to pray again uh, for – for those guys like us that are trying to do the right thing and they're just getting beat up from the world and they're trying to be good fathers and, you know, uh, so maybe 
we need uh, we all need prayer about that. So if you would, sir. Yeah, take us out. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Father, we just come to you. We praise you. We thank you for your grace, for your mercy. Thank you for the unchanging word, the gift of salvation, the Holy Spirit that leads us. And Lord, I want to thank you for the men that have the desire, the vision, and the courage to speak up boldly and to live out your plan, your purpose, as a living example for young men and young women in Christ. Uh, we just pray to you, Lord. We thank you. Uh, amen. 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 Thank you, my friend. All right. Thanks, Rodney. Yes, sir. Thanks, guys. Hope you all have a great day. All right. You too. Thanks. All right. Well, that uh, concludes our uh, time together today. And if you're interested in helping develop uh, our country's next generation of warriors, consider the American Agogi Project. You can uh, learn more about it through this podcast platform at podbean.com. Until our next meeting, remember to keep your head on a swivel and stay mentally and tactically smart, physically and spiritually strong, and socially astute. To each other, we pledge our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. God bless Pine.